This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer, TNA Hall of Famer, and the greatest tag team wrestler of all time, Bully Ray, talk about the controversial comments from Nick Khan months ago on Callan Coward. We talk about why all of a sudden it's come to light and what did he say that was so bad. We talk about it right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Evil Ed Robinson, I know you're up to date with everything that's going on. What exactly is this about Nick Khan? So I don't know how or exactly why this started, but the quote that was making the rounds both yesterday and now today, it actually dates back to this April just prior to WrestleMania. WWE President and Chief Revenue Officer Nick Khan was a guest on Colin Cowherd's podcast, which is far from a coincidence because, well, Khan used to represent Cowherd in his previous life as a talent agent. But uh, suffice to say, uh, this quote from Nick Khan is... Now everywhere on the old interwebs. But it's interesting because this is going back to April, so almost four months ago. Also, Bully, as you know, Colin Cowherd is a pro wrestling hater. That's why a lot of people called him a hypocrite. Because when Fox made the deal, uh, Colin Cowherd was actually doing spots with WWE talent after years and years of bashing pro wrestling. So it's interesting that Nick Khan used to represent Colin Cowherd used to make a living of bashing pro wrestling. So, Ed, do you have the, because I haven't heard it, so I don't want to talk about it because I haven't heard it. Do you happen to have uh, the sound of Nick Khan? Why, yes, I do. Would you like me to play it? Please. Here you go. It's not a wrestling company. In fact, we don't use that term here. It's sports entertainment. It's world wrestling entertainment which obviously makes up for WWE. So yes, we see it as a company no different than any other entertainment company. All right, so a couple of things. First of all, like he just says, we don't use the word wrestling, but then right after that, he says, we're world wrestling entertainment, which makes no sense to me. And he referred to them as wrestlers. Yes, like, so, like, it's so weird. He said, we don't even use the term wrestling, but the name of the company is World Wrestling Entertainment. And as you just said, he didn't even refer to them as superstars. He referred to them as wrestlers. And I think there lies in the problem, Bully, is that the WWE right now doesn't know how to identify themselves. And really, at this time, they I think they're out of touch of who their audience is really is it's almost like they want to be something that they're not or they're thriving to be something that they're not and they at times lose focus of what the foundation of this company is i think a better answer and again nick Khan is a smart man and i understand listen bully i'm not going to kill the guy i understand in a lot of ways what he's saying now if nick Khan was to come out and say hey you know what we're like the nfl the National Football League. But we don't, you know, we refer to ourselves as the NFL. And it's not just about the football product that's on the field. We're more than just that. You know, we're multimedia, we're reality TV, we're merchandising, we're toys. Like, we're more than just a football game. 
We're we're a multimedia company. Now the basis of it is what you see on the field in football, and we have people in place that control that. But my job is not the day-to-day X's and O's activity that's on the field. My job is to take the NFL, that brand, to another level, make sure that it's represented globally. I would have preferred an answer like that than the whole, we're not a wrestling company. Well, you are a wrestling company. You are a wrestling company because that's what happens in the ring on every one of your shows. You wrestle. You're more than that. You go beyond that. But at the foundation, Bully, you are a wrestling company. Yeah, I don't think the WWE, I think, I know for a fact they don't look at themselves as that. WWE is more Cirque du Soleil meets Broadway than anything else. And their their stage just happens to be a professional wrestling ring. One of the terms that I loved, always loved, was from a a company called Hustle that existed in Japan about 15 years ago. Uh, They call themselves Fighting Opera. And I think that's what the WWE is. I think it's Fighting Opera. And I always, I always use the Cirque du Soleil reference in the Broadway because Broadway is larger than life and big, and, and Cirque du Soleil has everything to do with athleticism and characters. And there is a story to Cirque du Soleil, and that's what I see. There's, I, I think the WWE has forgotten about pro wrestling. I don't think the boys have. The bo- to, to the boys, pro wrestling is near and dear to their heart. But when you spend enough time in the WWE, you start to suffer from that, what that syndrome called? Stockholm syndrome or whatever, where you start to believe your captors. Ed, is that what it is? Yes. So yep. so no longer so if you've been there for 10 years, you start to believe the narrative that they push forth. That, oh no, we're sports entertainers. We're this, we're this. No, you're a pro wrestler. That's what you got into this industry to be a pro wrestler. When you were a kid, you wanted to be a pro wrestler, not a sports entertainer. When you were going to wrestling school, you wanted to be a pro wrestler, not a sports entertainer. And even when you stepped foot in the performance center, you wanted to be a pro wrestler. That's what the dream is. You dream to be a baseball player, a football player, a lawyer, a doctor, or a pro wrestler. Nobody gets in to say, well, you know what? I want to be a sports entertainer. Yeah, after a while, you'll start spitting out that same narrative because you've you're, you've been you're being brainwashed to believe that. And even my even myself, I look at the entire wrestling business as pro as sports entertainment. It's all sports entertainment because of the predetermined finishes. I'm not on board with the whole wrestling is a sport thing. That's just my opinion. My defense can, my defense can't stop your offense. Unless we're in the bo- in the back politicking, that's where the real sport in this industry is in the back, not in the, not a, not in the ring. There's no real sport in the ring, and I know you hate hearing that. And I'm not trying to push my opinion on you at all. And I have I I might have a small portion of the wrestling world that agrees with me, and a large portion that doesn't. I don't care. It's just my opinion on that. Yes. But, uh, yeah, Dave, it's, uh, you, uh, I give, I give credit to some companies, like let's say a ring of honor, right? Ring of honor is a professional wrestling company, right? 
Yes. With a gazillion dollar company behind it, but they're not doing shit with it. So is pro wrestling really the way to go? Well, I mean, would you say that AEW is a pro wrestling company? They call themselves a pro wrestling. They refer to themselves as pro wrestling. I mean, I, I, I look at AEW as a wrestling company. Me and you have agreed that AEW does more sports entertainment than they do pro wrestling. When we were comparing NXT and AEW, it was like the NXT is the pro wrestling company and AEW is the sports entertainment company. But let's not, let's, uh, this is where like it gets kind of cloudy. But like sports entertainment to me, Bully, is just another name for pro wrestling. That's just a way of calling pro wrestling by not calling it pro wrestling. Vince Fair. McMahon, Vince McMahon doesn't want to use the term pro wrestling. So he refers to it at sports as sports entertainment. The term sports entertainment was created by Vince McMahon. I mean, you know, even if you go back to the days of the 80s when it was called the WWF at the beginning when they would show, they would zap the WWF symbol, you know, on Wrestling Challenge in 1986. It said the leader in sports entertainment. That's a creation of Vince McMahon. And it was his way of calling it Calling, you know, it's like Triple H. When Triple H does even a conference call, he never says pro wrestling. He says this business. You know, you hear that a lot in the world of the WWE. When you want to be successful in this business, that's another way of not saying pro wrestling. It's like, all right, we can't say pro wrestling. So how do Vince McMahon doesn't like the term pro wrestling. So how can we refer to pro wrestling and not say pro wrestling? So in documentaries and things like that, we'll say this business and then we'll call it sports entertainment. But, but, but bully, that's a way of referring to pro wrestling without having to say it. Cause if God forbid you say it, you're going to get the, you're going to get the slap on the wrist. But the real reason why is he was sick and tired of paying taxes in commission states. He was telling states with athletic commissions like Vegas and New York and New Jersey, you remember Christy Whitmer, telling them that, no, this is not a sport. And I can say this because Vince McMahon has gone on record to prove this point. Yes. No, this is not a sport. This is a form of entertainment with predetermined finishes. This is more entertainment than it is actual sport. So we shouldn't have to pay uh, athletic commission fees and, and fines and all this because we shouldn't be held to the same set of standards that boxing or mixed martial arts, mostly it was boxing back then when Vince was getting himself out of this situation of having to pay the athletic commissions. And he was doing it so it wouldn't affect his, his, his pocketbook. And he also always despised the word wrestling. Yep. You know, sometimes when you would bring an idea up to Vince and he'd go, uh, you know, I, I, Bubba, I'm, I'm not feeling it. Why, Vince? It's too pro wrestling. And he hates that pro wrestling stuff. Unfortunately, for Vin well, I shouldn't say unfortunately, wrong word. I think most fans love the term pro wrestling. I think that's what people want. I know the boys do. What do you do for a living? I'm a pro wrestler. What do you like to watch? Fans, what do you like to watch? Professional wrestling. Do any of the boys really say I'm a sports entertainer? Entertainer. There might be there might be uh, a certain people that didn't grow up a fan 
that look at this as a way to catapult their career to do something else that might look at themselves as a quote unquote entertainer because they is Rand, don't look what is what is Randy or what is Randy Orton? He's a professional wrestler. Seth, uh, he's a bad a bad example because he comes from a, a, a pro wrestling family. Uh, Seth Rollins, he's a pro wrestler. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Sasha Banks, pro wrestler. Bailey, pro wrestler. You know what I mean? You, you know what I mean? They're all yeah. pro wrestlers. People ask me, "What do you do?" I'm a pro wrestler. Well, now I tell them I'm, ra- I'm in radio. Yeah, because this is this is what I do now. Um, but WWE's decision to you know, not use the pro wrestling term, although it was interesting, like when we saw Edge down in NXT, you know, refer to, you know, to the W in in WWE and how the W actually means something to them. And this is where I give AEW credit because AEW is not afraid of the term wrestling. They embrace it. They hold it near and dear. And when you ask me about AEW, I think AEW is a nice, nice mixture of the traditional definition of Pro wrestling and sports entertainment. Yeah, and and again, like, and and this is where you know, and, and bully, you know this. Tommy definitely knows this. As a longtime pro wrestling fan, I have kind of a love hate relationship with Vince McMahon. I respect him, but he also has done things. If you look back at the history of what he's done with this company, that offends me as a pro wrestling fan. Bully. Like, you just talked about the State Athletic Commission. Now, you look at it now, and you're like, yeah, why was he paying money to the State Athletic Commission? That makes no sense. This is all predetermined. Well, you know why? Because that that added to the mystique. That added to the realism of it. And what he, you know, and to save money, he was just like, I'm not doing this anymore. Nobody gives a shit about this anymore. So, you know what? I'm not paying it, so I'm not even going to have to... That we're not sport. We're not a sport. We're an entertainment company. Now, business-wise, does that make sense? I think, yes, it probably does. Though I think it's hurt the business. I think long-term, it hurts the business. But for me, as an old-school pro wrestling fan, I found that offensive. Vince McMahon is entitled to do with his business whatever he wants to do with his business, just like any other mom-and-pop fruit stand out there. And when you look at the McMahon family, they run their own mom-and-pop fruit stand. I know that they're a publicly traded company, but it's the family who runs everything. And if you started this business, and it is a family business, you get to do with it whatever you want. And it's very hard for anybody to point a finger at Vince McMahon and say, you're doing it wrong. Yeah? If I'm doing it wrong, why am I sitting on the biggest pro wrestling empire that's ever existed? Agreed. But I'm just saying for me as a pro wrestling fan, and, you know, we can talk about the territory system where there was a bond between those promoters that you kind of stayed in your lane and you didn't go outside your lane. When Vince McMahon took the company over from his father, he was like, I, I, I don't give a shit about these rules, and I don't care about these other promoters, and he steamrolled over all of them. Now, was that good for business? Yeah. As a pro wrestling fan, I didn't like it. But Nobody else was it. doing a WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah, but again, you can't, you can't argue with the success. But now let's bring it to 2021. And now... You look at all the success that the WWE has had and continues to have. And they'll change the narrative at times too. 
You know what I'm saying? Like it's anytime funny. they want. Whenever, whenever, anytime they want, because it's funny. Like if you go to the network and you watch a lot of these WWE Legends Roundtable, and Eric Bischoff is on them. You know, a lot of the WWE personalities will talk to Eric Bischoff like, you know, shame on you. You tried to put us out of business. And you know what? And you almost did. And like, what were you thinking? And that, like, you didn't care about the boys and you didn't care about the rest. Well, what does the WWE try to do every chance they get? They try to put these other companies out of business. They try to change the narrative to fit with what story that they're trying to tell. Well, whatever. I guess with the with the winners, with the winner comes the spoils, right? Uh, but the, the, what is it? The winners get to rewrite history or write history yes, or something yes, like that? Yes. But right now, though, and this is why the WWE has gotten old and has gotten old fast, is that there is a younger fan base. And, I'm, and, and listen, I'm the old school. So I'm the old school territory. I'm the old man in the room. But I'm looking at the younger fan now, Bully. The younger fan, my daughter's age, that's 17. The 24-year-old, the 30-year-old. They're pro wrestling fans. They love the Young Bucks and the Bullet Club. And and you want to know something? Sports entertainment, that's what I, when I was a kid, I liked the WWE. Because they're sports entertainment. But now as I get older, I'm a pro wrestling fan. And AEW has taken advantage of that fact. And they're using it to their advantage. Now, is that the majority of the audience? I think, Bully, the ratings will dictate that it's probably not the majority of the of the audience. But I will say this. That audience that's the pro wrestling fan, it's growing. And it's the in thing and it's the cool thing. Case in point, Nick Gage. Nick Gage from this GCW. Well, the WWE probably looks at GCW and says, who gives a shit about some show in Atlantic City that had 1,200 people? But as you know, Bully, that 1,200 people, if they have a moment like they did this past Saturday, that audience will grow and that audience will become the cool thing. AEW is taking advantage of that while the WWE really doesn't know what direction they're going in right now. Dave, in the in the original Star Wars episode 4 when the rebels are attacking the Death Star and one of the commanders says to the general that we analyzed their attack and we've detected a flaw in in the Death Star. And they tell the general, should I, should we get your ship ready, you know, to leave? And the general turns around and right, what are you out of your freaking mind? We're about to blow these son of a bitches out of the, out of the sky. A little too confident, a little too cocky, a little too full of themselves. There are things going on in the world of pro wrestling where the cracks in the, the small cracks in the wall are getting bigger. And they're about to get bigger. Small cracks lead to big cracks. Big cracks lead to holes. And then the entire wall comes crumbling down. I think there are enough indicators out there for the WWE that they should be maybe a little concerned with the Rebels' attack on their Death Star. Because now, what you're, try you're trying to catch, catch lightning in the bottle, right? But I think, and we talk about it here on Busted Open, 
We love our Busted Open Nation fan base, but the pro wrestling world is is what it is. It hasn't really gotten any bigger. If anything, it's gotten a little bit smaller. But all you need is that moment that can be captured in a bottle that could skyrocket to something bigger and something better. I'm sorry, but it's not Goldberg and John Cena and Edge. As much as I love those people, it's not going to be those people because they've already done it. They've already been there. So anybody you get, it's going to be a nostalgia act. It's not going to catch lightning in the bottle. So for them to focus their show, are they going to get 40,000 people at SummerSlam? Absolutely. They're going to get 40,000 people at SummerSlam. But is a returning Edge, a returning John Cena, and a returning Goldberg going to take the WWE to that next level that it's not at right now? The answer to that is no. Did it take Monday Night Raw to the next level next, last week? No, it didn't. It got it went there's, from there, it, there's your indicator. Yeah, it got a one point nine. Now it was a one point nine better than the one point seven they got two weeks actually two weeks earlier they had a one point eight. So did it carry it to this monster rating? The answer is no. Did John Cena on SmackDown get them a monster rating on Friday? The answer is no. Did it improve their rating a little bit? But not much. Conversely, how did AEW do a 1.15? It actually did close to a 1.2 on young talent. Remember last week when we were having the discussion and I, I talked about Vince Russo and TNA and the 2 million viewers, and I brought up that if I believe that if AEW does this the right way, if they connect their dots the right way, if they tighten their screws the right way, that they that I believe 2 million is an attainable number within, I'll just say, a year's time with the right stories and the right characters. And you were like, nah, I don't think so. I don't think so. But they improved their rating last week. And every single week, if you can just inch up a little bit more, you will get there. If you build it, they will come. It just depends on how you build it. And Bully, and this is where, and again, like everybody will go on social media. Well, that's, you know, that's LaGreca. He's an AEW mark. I'm a 50-year-old man that has a pro wrestling show that's looking for an alternative to get us back where we need to be as a pro wrestling community. I'm not seeing that from the WWE. They're relying way too much on former superstars, and that's not how you're going to grow an audience. I'm excited about an AEW. Go ahead, Bully. Uh, you just said that the WWE is relying too much on former superstars. I can make an argument that AEW is relying on WWE superstars entirely too much also. Well, I mean, but it's different, and here's why. Like, you have, like, a Sting, but Sting is clearly there to get Darby Allen over to the point, Bully, where... I think Darby can, Allen can come up and not have Sting there with them. Correct. It's almost totally like, agree. Yeah, it's almost like Darby Allen's carrying Sting at this point. I, I thoroughly believe that AEW is doing a much better job of using their veteran talent to help their younger talent get over, without a doubt. But there is a plethora 
a former WWE talent there. So it's kind of apples to apples. It's like, you know, when AEW first started, we never expected to see where people, I'm taking myself out of this because I, I knew, because TNA and AEW are very, very similar in the way they're doing things with the homegrown talent and the veteran talent. A lot of people are like, oh, this company's going to be so different. It's just going to be about the young guys and the new generation and this and this. Well, you look at the company now, it's extremely 50-50. But that's smart business. Listen, yeah. Tony's got deep pockets. He's throwing his money around. He might need be he might need to be a little careful, but it is what it is, whatever. And if all the rumors are true, he's about to back up a Brinks truck to two more guys. So um I definitely think they do a much better job, whether it's the Mad Hardys and the private parties, the Chris Jerichos and the uh MJFs, uh the Sting and the Darby Allens, the Taz's and you know, Taz's crew. Much better job of utilizing their veteran talent to help the, the the younger talent get over. Yeah, and the other thing, too, is we talk about the cool factor. AEW could have a Nick Gage come out and say, holy shit, Nick Gage. And then Excalibur explain that this is a guy from GCW. This guy's a maniac. He'll cut you wide open. MJF talked about that in his promo. If Nick Gage went to the WWE, they would call him dick cage and instead of a pizza cutter they would give him a slice of pizza and he'd mush it in your face so all of a sudden the coolness factor of that character and personality and jimmy smith would pop like it was a uh a jujikatami armbar yes oh my god oh my god dick cage and he's got a slice of pizza in his hand oh my god what is oh my god what is dick cage gonna do with that slice of pizza I got to tell you, I got to tell you, Byron, I'm a little hungry. I'm a little hungry. I could use a slice of pizza, but oh my God, what is Dick Cage going to do with that slice of pizza? That's my Jimmy Smith impersonation. But like, but they would take the edge off that talent. The edge would be gone. AEW is not, don't tell me to break it. I'm on a roll. AEW is going to take advantage. AEW did what they did on purpose. They knew exactly what was happening this past weekend with GCW. They sandwiched Nick Gage in between what happened. He came out last week. You had GCW that everybody, including us, for an hour and a half talked about yesterday. And now you're going to see him in a hardcore match with Chris Jericho on Wednesday night. That's genius. The WWE universe is what it is. It is their own universe, but nothing will penetrate that universe because they live inside their own bubble. I will not put the term genius on that, but it's extremely smart uh, a way of utilizing what's going on outside of your company, bringing it inside your company and making it work. Because if we can get some GCW eyes on AEW, then we've won. And you establish a nice little working relationship. And that's what AEW is doing. They're establishing nice little working relationships with a lot of other companies. Whether those other companies are truly... Listen, I think GCW and Nick Gage are going to benefit a lot more from this than I think Impact is benefiting from it right now. That's a totally different discussion, but I like the way they connected the dots with Gage, and I'm I'm very interested to see what happens between Gage and Jericho on Wednesday. And I'm and let me make this clear to the busted open nation. This is I'm not more me. interested oh, in Gage and Jericho than I am for anything at SummerSlam right now. I agree with that. 
I, I completely agree with that. Now, like I'm, I'm, I'm not waving the flag. I'm not on Tony Khan's payroll, you know, even though he does pay me in whores and cocaine, which I appreciate. I am nice. not, I am not, you know, r- waving the flag of AEW. I am somebody who has a pro wrestling show and is looking for a change in this industry, in this business. It is not going to be coming from Cena and Goldberg. They had their time. It's going to have to be a younger talent that takes it to the next level. Bully, that's why I get so upset about NXT. Because NXT creates personality and characters that I I do think could take the WWE to the future. That's why I get upset when it doesn't happen. And that's something that the WWE needs to change. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. Busted Open is part of the Sirius XM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Ed Robinson. The associate producer is Gabby Laspisa. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for Sirius XM. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas. SiriusXM Podcasts. <laughs>